So this is a competition today. A um, competition? Yeah. Is there like a clapping wow. meter? Is there a medal or um, like a trophy or something? It's just I win? based off of the audience. I'm not going to win then. In the room. I'm not going to win. I can feel it. I'll do a little ah for like the cheers. Okay. Um, what's your best impression that you can do from like a TV show or movie? Ooh, Peter's gonna kill me on this. Dude, I have so he went, many. He was like a drama these. major or something like that. Yeah, he was in, in so many theater shows. Yeah, he was in theater shows. You're a never lot, gonna win, lot, actually. He's actually on, known for impressions. You go first. Well, which one do you want to hear? It doesn't matter. You okay. Your best you, one. Our best one. This is a competition. Oh, we didn't say the question wasn't your second best one. It's no. your best one. Go. Well, I got to find. I want to make sure I get the line right though. Well, oh. okay, I'll go because mine is like three words. Okay. All right. So one of my favorite shows as a kid was Get Smart with Maxwell Smart, Don Adams. Is that Don Adams' name? I have no idea. Anyway, it's Don Rickles. And when he. You know, he was a crime fighter, and when he, like, missed the criminal or missed a shot somewhere, he would always go, I missed it by that much. <laughs> there you that go. was definitely there your is. voice, but made slightly squeaky. <laughs> that was <laughs> Max Smart. <laughs> by that much. That just sounded like something you would yeah, say. I, yeah. I know. That's I why know I didn't have a problem impression. getting it. There you go. So. <laughs> Okay. Peter, your turn. Um, so we could go Dietrich Bader no, in Office one, Space. One, one. We could go Smeagol from Lord. Oh God, God, please do Smeagol. Please do Smeagol. What's the? I'm gonna I'm gonna edit lunch? you What's with a Smeagol? bald head from Lord of the Rings. Oh God, here we go. Oh, oh God, God. more stuff do I don't even know. I'm gonna edit it so that you have a bald. Thieves, thieves, filthy legend thieves. Rare is it? Rare is it? They stole it from us. Our precious. Curse them. He hates them. It's ours. You need to stay up out the streets if you can't take the heat. You need to stay up out the streets if you can't take the heat. Cause it get cold like Minnesota. Cold like Minnesota. Cold like Minnesota. Cold like Minnesota. All right, you get to choose who won. I I I don't think there's a competition. There really wasn't a competition. That was just there. like it sounded like you played the clip from Lord of the Rings. He Look was good. That is gross. I don't even I I'm don't really good show. at that one. Well, it's can, I, creepy. can I do the Dietrich Bader no, one? No, we're done. I like that one. We're done. Hey Peter, man. We're done. Check out channel nine. <laughs> we're done. Welcome to ten minutes. I'm this Tony is just gonna Scott. be this an hour Peter of Peter's no, no, it's no, like the it's one not. thing I can do. No, you can talk. Can I, about can I do Zeke hockey? from Bob's Burgers? No, we're done. We are done. Do we're what? Done. Okay, we're done. Um, today's show is brought to you by Map South Hockey and Breakaway Academy. We'll get into some little bit more about each of those sponsors later as the show progresses. But before we do, let's get right into it. Roll up our sleeves and talk a little Blue Ox hockey. Blocks. You had uh, most of your time was spent on the double A side. I spent a lot of time over on the A side. Yep. Uh, uh, at the Moorhead Sports Center. Let me hear your feedback on the event. You know it. It's hard um, to be right all the time. Yeah. But this did turn out to be what I felt was our deepest bantam double A field. It was very deep. Um, by the time we got and to And the funny the, thing is, no Edina, no Maple Grove, and it was nope. still incredibly deep. No Edina, no Maple Grove. Uh, too good to play with us in Moorhead. 
Um, but by the time we got to the Elite Eight, we had three play-in teams. So nearly half the field was made up of... Was it three or two? It was three. I, mean, I know Rosemount, Prior Lake. Prior Lake, and Warroad. Rosemount didn't make the final eight. What? Mm, they did not. I think they made the final eight. They did not. We... We broadcasted the final eight. I did three of the games, and you did one. I did two and a half, and you did one and a half. Rosemount did. No, they didn't. Yeah, they did. They play. They played Stillwater. No. No, you Stillwater played Warroad. Hang on. Stillwater played Warroad. No, your tournament. I think it was three of the eight teams no. were playing. Oh. Three War- of the eight Warroad was a play-in team. Yep. Um. Hermantown was a play-in team, and Prairie yep. Lake was a play-in team. So you were right, so but it's you just those couldn't three. list them. You couldn't list them correctly. Yeah. Not bad. Yeah, it was three of eight, whatever. Three of three, eight. Three right. of eight of the you're play-in right. games. And we had a nice mix of Metro and, two of the final and four. Outstate. And two of the final four. Yeah, we had Matamidi, uh not Matamidi, geez. Prior Moorhead, Lake and Hermantown made the final four. Yep, Moorhead, Prior Lake, Hermantown, and Stillwater. Yeah. So It was a good tournament. It was a very good tournament. It was a good tournament. Um, I couldn't tell you how many people from the Moorhead area area were just gushing over how great the turn was gushing and I think a lot of it has to do with how nice the weather was <laughs> usually yeah, we, we put on the same deliverable the last years but the weather was crappy the last knucklehead what did you say on our last show I don't think it was there's snow. no chance with snow no, it, it did snowed. not snow it, it rained a little on the way we know we got a text was from technically with snow before we got there. got a text from Ellie Larilla who said just to let you know it is snowing Tony jinxed it thanks a lot you know, get used to it the worst get used to it I'm the king of the jinx um yeah, it was a good it was a good tournament. I thought it was um I thought it went smoothly for the most part. I thought everybody made it through with flying colors. I thought so too. I thought it was very well run. Um it helps when you have Brad Soderberg, Robin Cook, Todd Houck, Blake Mortensen true. doing all of the games and then you had the the, the relief pitcher Steve Carlson yep. doing some security, doing some rinks, doing some setups. It was so nice to have him around to kind of just keep everything even keel. And then Tommy Kupich and, and Jossie did an awesome job with the tournament leading. And we got a chance to do our thing, you know, with running the, doing the media. And then jo- and then I can't wait to see all the great stuff that Matt Jasper and, and Bjorn Frankie got to do during the weekend. Yep. Just an A squad up there in Moorhead and, it helps have an export from the people of Moorhead as well. For sure. It was one of the best championship games yeah. I've ever seen. The three, yeah. three goals by Stillwater with 119 to play 58, in 58 seconds total. It was just a bananas finish to that You know it's a great game. tournament when on the way home you get call Kayla Franz and say, Kayla, <laughs> I need you to string together these three goals. I don't even know how many seconds apart that uh, at the time – because the minute the tournament's over, we're taking down speakers and packing cars and trying to get home. And I said, you just got to figure this out. And by the time we were home, it was already up on the internet doing its thing. And it was a good video. Thank you, Kayla, for that. Um, let's we'll, we'll spend a little bit of time on that. But before we do, I thought the let's name a team. It's pretty obvious. You broadcasted them. I broadcasted them once. You broadcasted them once. I thought this Prior Lake team was just so fun. Oh my gosh! You know, and, and granted, they had, had the 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 uh, maroon, the navy, and and gold jerseys. Mm-hmm. If you would wouldn't have told me, you just put taking the the lettering off their jersey, I would have thought that was a Hermantown team. 
just <laughs> scrappy, never say die, you know. And meanwhile, uh, the Hermittown team looked more like a city's team, you know, super talented, you know, great oh, goaltender, great D. Place. You know, they looked like a city's team, and I thought that uh, Prior Lake was just – you know, never say die. You know, they fell behind in every game. They came back. Uh, I just, they, that's a team. If I'm a Metro based, uh, Bantam double a team, call those guys for a scrimmage. Cause you're going to get a good game. No matter what level they will give it to yep. you for, for an hour and a half straight. I thought they were physical, well coached, great attitude. That's the team I walked away from that weekend going, wouldn't want to play those guys come regions. Wouldn't want to play those guys uh, pretty much ever. Yeah. Uh, I loved Prior Lake. There are some teams that come into the tournament, and this is especially true of the play-in teams, and the coaching staff uh, has a very realistic view of what this tournament is going to do for them. It's going to be good competition. Maybe we'll get a couple wins. We'll work out some line adjustments or some right. power plays, penalty kill. And then Prior Lake just kept winning. Yeah, and they kept. Great. I felt the same way about Rosemount too, because coming in, Rosemount has got uh, a new P- Bantam AA coaching staff. Jalen Long yep. is the new coach over there, and some coaching staffs they just kind of come in and say, "What are we going to get? We don't really know how we're going to do." And then they end up playing really well. And I thought Rosemount played well, Prior Lake played well. But if I had to pick one team that shattered expectations for me, it would be Fargo Freeze. Yes. Uh, watching the exodus of talent from Fargo and West Fargo over the past two seasons yes. has been uh, a bit disheartening for those of us. And Grand Forks to and some And Grand degree. Forks to some degree. But Fargo Freeze comes in, a 5-3 win over Sartell. They lose in a heartbreaking shootout against Matamidi, and then they beat Chaskachan 5-3, Rosemount 3-2, and Centennial 4-3. So kings of the close win for sure, but Fargo, um, Fargo had some... Some really fun players. Speaking of coaches that had a good attitude, I was spent some time on the bench in that championship game trying to get some pictures. They're doing it right. They're not squeal, you know, squawking at the refs. They're coaching their kids up. They're training them. They're teaching them. Uh, Kids had a great attitude the entire game and a really close game with Centennial in that championship game. I was impressed with with everything that Fargo did in that tournament, top to bottom. Yeah, they also had a, a goaltender, Dominic Crocker who hung out near the brackets for a little while and they're just some kids who were just into it yeah and he, he was, would qualify for he that. was rain manning the bracket and the banana standings and he was he was a lot of fun yeah 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 so that would be it so the team that you, you got fargo i got prior lake um let's talk about the three goals if you have if you haven't been if you know explain what you saw because because i broadcasted it so i lived it you know, basically like I was inside of that bubble. What was your take uh, shooting pictures and, you know, keeping track of that game? Oh, because it's kind of two different lenses, right? I'm up here. You were down ice level. Yeah. And I, I want to know what it I was, felt like when they scored their third goal. Cause I, I, I said in the broadcast, I go, the air has been sucked out of this building. It, it had, though. And the atmosphere, instead of being as charged as it was when Moorhead was pouring on the gas, it was mausoleum-like yes. once Stillwater tied the game. Yeah. Um, I was on the Stillwater bench, or right next to it for most of it, trying to shoot pictures. And there are some kids on the Stillwater bench who were very businesslike. We need, it, we need another one. We need another one. We need another one. And then there were some who were just going bananas and it turned out that Johnston and Jarvis 
two studs who helped power that comeback. I think they're on the ice for all three goals. They were two of the kids who were like, hey, we scored. We need another one. Line it up. No no high fives. No real celebration. Line it up. We need to score another one. And I hate making comparisons um, to the college or to the pro game at this age because nobody knows how these kids are going to pan out. But that shot by Luca Jarvis, oh. that is a Division One. NHL He's always had level it, though. shot on goal, but he hadn't been connecting during the no. tournament. I called their two of their games, and they were missing the net like crazy, too high, too right. high, too high, too wide. But that shot that Jarvis had—that is a—he's not a one-trick pony. No. He's far from it. He can do it all. But if you're going to be a one-trick pony, it might as well be a trick where you fire a 90 mile an hour wrist yeah. shot past a goalie. Well, how about Jonah Johnston's slapper one timer? on that power play in the sequence, too. That was a rocket, absolute at, rocket. At this age, it is still so rare, the player that can connect on a one-timer and connect on it well. It with, still with doesn't accuracy, happen it was beautiful. very often, but Those he two got goals all were of like, that one. Yeah, they were, if there was a term, if there was dunking, they dunked on Moorhead twice in they two did. sequences, basically. <laughs> they did. And, and then they got a little uh, trickler. You know, then they got the old tip in to you, tie it. You hey, know? you got to get pucks to the net, right? That's, I agree. That's the whole deal. And you know who was getting the pucks to the net was, was um, Bachelor. Yeah. He was a tough egg to crack. He was. Know? And he, uh, I was calling a game, and Jossie Cookson hopped on for a little bit. Or no, no, no. This is a game that she wasn't on the call for, but she pointed at Bachelor's name and she said, "I think he's going to be really, really good this weekend." Yeah, and she's right. Be old. She's right. So yeah, what a what a finish, and then the Pashka, uh, Pasha, Pashka. That's what his. I don't think it's mom ka. says. His is name there a Pashka? It's Pashka. Oh, I thought it was just Pasha. Well, his Pavel is his formal name, and his nickname is. Pashka, Peter and Pete. That's how yeah. that's how Robin Cook explained it to me. Yeah. So what a goal by him. What a moment for him. Um having that game and you know, being the hero like that was fantastic. Yeah. A three peat for Moorhead. That is that's out standing. That's epic. I will say this the Spuds did find a way. Uh that was a fun team. Evan Warner is it besides the 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 three Cullens that played outstanding. I thought Evan. <laughs> I mean, you could just you could write a book on on the effect that the the three Cullens had in the game, and then you factor in Matt on the bench and cousin Pete on the bench, and it was just a it's a fun thing to see. I'm like, here we are in a game where there's three Cullens on the ice. Will was injured, and then the dad. You know, I'm sitting next to to Terry Cullen during the entire game. I'm like, this is the most Cullen moment ever and it almost got completely derailed by the Stillwater comeback oh you know it's crazy it's that uh we're at the Cullen Hockey Center so yeah, yeah that would make sense that it's the most Cullen it's that the fact that it's there is crazy the most Cullen day I was dealing with some stuff we'll talk about later in the show I would like to get you reliever pitchered me, relief pitchered me on that <laughs> Minnetonka Hermantown game. I hate doing that. What happened okay. in the Minnetonka Hermantown game? Yeah, I mean, I know they scored three goals. Hermantown was down four one and came back, tied it, and then won in a shootout. Pretty exciting. But what was um, your take on that? I I thought Minnetonka got a little sloppy near the end of the game. Okay. Um, I, I thought Hermantown kind of picked on the Minnetonka defense a little bit. Okay. The Minnetonka defense is super athletic. I mean, Gabe Lindholm and Gavin Carl, two of the fastest players on the ice, two of the most athletic. Sometimes they can get a little 
trigger happy with the puck, and I think Herman Town. And then they have the young guys too, the the Caleb Schultz and Ben Sorensen, right? Mm -hmm. Are Sorensen the A team or Double A? I think he's A. Sorry. I saw a couple of Sorensons walking around. Yeah. Um, no, I, I just thought Hermantown did a nice job of swarming the puck. They have some kids that are just bulldogs on the ice. Yeah. Funnily enough, one of those is Alex Nicklin, Nicklin uh, yeah. whose dad is a coach. He for was UMD. really good. He was. I, I'm looking at his numbers right now. From what I recall, looking at this, he and afterward, Bo Christie, 27, 26, 27, yeah, so were really good. Nicklin had five points on the weekend. Five points in five games three of those came in a 6-3 win over white bear lake but he's one of those players who if he didn't get the point he was always around the puck creating yeah. a play and just going guts out and then cole the lenzik and yep um Martelock. i mean that's oh you could take tough. your pick with some of these hermantown that's players. that's a good front four right there i mean those four up front is yeah. really hard to stop for for everyone waiting thinking that the plants are officially done at hermantown now it's the over. dynasty might dip no. a little bit no 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 no, 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 no. yeah i'm looking at this roster ethan wise colby headley martelock thurston oh, yeah, the two first Asia, years lenzik yeah. mannion swenson madill last yeah, lasky had a really nice weekend yeah tj watiziak is on this great team. d that's a good team that's they'll be in the really state tournament nice i think team. that's the second best team in the north it's a really i think nice i think uh, East Grand Forks is going to have something to say about that. Yeah. Right? They I think will. Duluth East is probably listening. They're, well, they're going to have something to say about that, too. If East Grand can stay out of the box, they will certainly have I agree. something to say about I that. agree. So, <laughs> wonderful tournament, fun stuff. Um, thanks to our sponsor, Map South Hockey, uh, for bringing us to the show today. Map South, always a fantastic place to register your son or daughter for off-season training development, not just athletic development, character development, um, strength development. Uh, there's a lot to it there. You're going to be on the ice. You're going to be off the ice. You're going to be learning the entire time you're there, and you're going to have lots of coaches and lots of supervision. This is not some place you drop, drop your kid off, and there's going to be, you know, he's going to be left with the wolves. They will be well taken care of while they're there. And the equipment, the facilities are top, top notch. I, I, I'm really glad that we're associated with such a great outfit at Map South Hockey. If I had a kid, they'd go to Map South. Oh yeah, no doubt about I'm it. I'm gonna send my dog there. No doubt about it. I'd teach my little GSP how to shoot a puck. All right, so let's talk a little bit of uh, girls hockey. A lot of results. Uh, here's one that popped yeah. out into my phone. A buddy of mine, uh, Kevin Dolan, makes the special cup for the 10B and 12Bs called the Capital Cup over at St. Paul, and the 12B Sparta Cats won Sparta that Cats. one. I could wow. not uh, make out who won the 10Bs over there. But what a wonderful job he does. He makes these basically Stanley Cup trophies for them. He makes two of them every year. And then he dresses up in a black suit and the white gloves and the whole deal and hands them out. This, my friends, is what you do when you're putting on a tournament. Put some detail to it. Put a little TLC to it. The people remember that and they'll come back and they'll leave your tournament. They'll leave that hockey experience with a better experience. So hats off to everyone over in St. Paul for putting on a great tournament for the 10Bs and 12Bs uh, last weekend. He was also wearing gloves. Yes, the white gloves. That tournament. I love it. Great details. Love it. And speaking of girls' tournaments, we had the All-American girls up in Blaine, our good friends from the Super Rink, put on a tournament that weekend. Uh, last weekend, they have the 10, er, two divisions of 10A. Uh, Osseo Maple Grove won the red, and Stillwater won the blue. 
Uh, in the 12A is only one division. Listen, get this one. Peter, I love this. I'm, I just wrote it down. Grand Rapids Greenway beats Forest Lake 4-1, to one, which tells us we know who might be good in 12As in the north. And it's not just going to be my good friend Nick Anthony, who's coaching, and Johnny Weibel coaching the 12As up in Warroad. They're claiming they are gonna they got a wagon up there. Claiming. Claiming. Big claims. They always claiming. make claims up there, especially Nick Anthony's. You'd think a guy that with that short would make such tall claims. Is he short? I don't know. He's average height, I would gay, but okay. say. Um, but they'll have a good team. World will have a good team. Um, Moorhead will always have a good team. Uh, Proctor Hermiton will have a good team, but uh, watch out for Grand Rapids Greenway. They win the All American Girls at the 12 A's. I also love the fact that Forest Lake made it to the championship at 12 A. They needs to be, if the sections stay the way they are, there needs to be some challenge. I agree. For Andover. So it's nice to see Forest Lake getting into it. Speaking of Andover, they lost the Red Division final to Duluth. Always good to see Duluth having some success at the 15 level, which means Proctor Hermantown will have success at the high school. <laughs> and then in the blue division, Woodbury Black knocks off your Forest Lake Rangers. No! So there you go. Rangers. So that does it for uh, our girls' hockey youth reports. We talked about some boys' stuff. Yeah. But before we move on to the conclusion of our show, where we're going to do three roses and a thorn, uh, shout out to Breakaway Academy. We will be at Breakaway Academy tomorrow with a full staff of mm. videographers. And myself and you, Peter, uh, checking out their facility, making a, a hype video for them. We're going to get to know them. You're going to get to see it with your own uh, four eyes. And uh, what? Four eyes. Yeah, well, you have four eyes. Right? Glasses. What are you talking about? Are you making fun of my glaucoma? No, I'm just saying. You Fine. Okay, your own two eyes. Sorry. Thank you. All right. Um, let's talk about it. What are the pillars? The pillars. Athletics academics and character our breakaway academy student athlete of the week will be <gasps> that's a drum roll rylan schneider from yeah rylan schneider from edina uh his video will come out on thursday like they all do we'll get a chance to we picked up some good clips of him down at the big pumpkin in awesome. rochester congratulations Rylan, and we should be posting that sometime tomorrow on all of our socials. Follow us on Instagram, follow us on TikTok, follow us on Twitter, obviously. The streets are saying that Rylan is better than Freddie at knee hockey. And they're not even related. You know, I thought of that halfway through that comment, <laughs> and I thought, you know what, I'm just going to go with it. It's worth a shot. It's worth a shot. I didn't realize Schneider was that popular. I did. Name. It's funny. Uh, you'll like this story. Uh, I was at a tailgate, but I can't remember Freddie's older brother's name. It starts with a G. It's like Graham or something like that. Billy. I'm, I'm at a tailgate party, not this season, but the season before. And these two young men come up, and they're friends of friends. And I'm like, well, where are you from? And one of them was a, was a, um, I'm totally drawing a blank right now on the last name. Um, Johnson. No, it's not Johnson. Smith. Anyway, it was this guy and... He was a son, so he had played in all of YTH stuff, and then and then Freddie's brother. Okay, and he goes, well, "My name is G Schneider." I'm like, "Are you related to Freddie?" He goes, "Yeah, that's my little brother." And and he goes, "How do you know all this hockey stuff?" And then the guy says to me, "Goes, well, you're Tony Scott from YTH." And nice. I sat there and talked, and he was a really wow. nice young man, and 
Had a good conversation with him. So. And then TMZ popped up out of nowhere, and they were filming you at the tailgate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, big. Not celebrity. much to film there. Not much to film there, other than just a good old picnic for a really bad football team. Good old. So. Fa- yeah, they're terrible. Ooh, ooh, the picnic. We could, when 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 they're doing well, we're all excited, right? Uh, Our crew. Right when we turn. To the dark side, like we have this year, we just start going off on. This is just an expensive picnic. It's an expensive picnic. So yes, it is. Well, this year it's been an expensive picnic, but so is that realize, buyout for Fleck? They're not. That's not fired PJ Fleck yet, people. Let's be, Let, let's understand where the ceiling is for Minnesota football. Exactly, first. exactly. It's we're in a good spot. Okay, uh, a new segment on the show that I just made up before we went on the air. Uh, three roses and a thorn. Let's get the thorns out of the way early. We can finish <laughs> this show on a high note. Uh, my thorn is really easy. It stuck with stuck with me. It still sticks with me a little bit to, even today. And that is a group of parents. We'll call them three parents uh, using expletives towards referees. No matter how bad the referee and how important the game is, it is never, ever, ever, ever okay to use language, bad language towards an official. Ever. Especially That's when, all it's, I'm gonna say. when it's not under your breath. When it is shouted loud enough for the children in the back to hear you. Yeah. I, I don't My thing it, is man. it's like you're just not only embarrassing yourself and your wife, but you're embarrassing your son or daughter on the bench. Uh, and that's the part where it gets hard to reconcile. Yeah. Um, but this one kind of went to the next level, don't you think, Peter? Uh, normally, the when, response, yeah. yeah. Normally, <laughs> when you, uh, what's the word, uh, restrict them or you know tell them to calm down or just suggest or that you suggest. might want to relax. Yeah, right. Though when that really happens, usually then the response is, oh, oh, I'm sorry, sorry, I got carried away. No, this was, hey, uh, these refs stink. I'm doubling down. I'm doubling down that 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 might be okay, that I had to leave the game that I was broadcasting to come and listen to you belabor the referees. And from what I could tell, uh, I talked to both coaching staffs after the game to confirm or deny, because I wanted to do full research on what was going on, and both coaches said, hey, refing was just fine. We're sorry. I, that I this called happened. that game. It evened out in the end. I even said on the broadcast that the call in question was not a good call. Yes, but there's there's a huge difference between going oh that I don't know yep. about that one to I have. Trick. I'll tell you what. I, I've called it on the show, the Apple Valley Burnsville Centennial Squirt Championship game where there was a goal disallowed and then had the opposing team had Apple Valley scored. That would have been a long day for me because yeah. I saw the puck go in the net and they disallowed it. That would have been hard. A, a bad call is there's going to be bad calls. And I had someone explain this to me this wet weekend. I'm going to give this one to you, Peter. Okay. Um, and it was actually Steve Aronson, uh, Minnetonka dad, former St. Thomas All American captain, captain, first player ever signed by the Wild. Um, he said to me, he goes, here's the way I always look at referees. When you, when your kid's playing squirts, you're going to get squirt level refs. When your kid's playing peewees, you're getting peewee level refs. When you're at high school, you're going to high school level refs. You're in juniors. The, the, the refs get better as each level goes up. Yeah. That's why I'm a squirt C ref right now. And I'm, 
I'm okay with being a squirt C ref right now. You're supposed to start at the bottom. I want right? to start at the bottom. I'm like, hey, give me some Bantam AA. You know, I played high school. You know, like, no, I'm going to work my way up. I'm going to do my job and, and work my way up the ranks. And that's what you're going to expect is you're going to expect someone with less, you know, quality referees than you would at the high school or junior or college or pro level. This is still youth hockey. And it, it's not even the I, – I broadcast a game and I was sitting fairly close to some other parents – and it's not just the yelling. It is literally every slight, either perceived or real, everything is against your team. And then at the end of the game, you're calling too many penalties. I have this okay. to say, uh, and I, I don't know if I've said this in the show, but I'm, I might just be a recurring theme. And if it is, it is. The only two people's opinions that matter on a referee's call are the referee in the corner and the referee on the blue line or wherever they are. It's their lens. It's what what they can see, not what you can see perfectly sitting still with a caribou in your hand. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Your opinion on the call does not doesn't matter, matter at all. If a puck went, even if a puck went in the net and it, and it didn't, it doesn't matter. If the ref didn't see it go in the net, it's not a goal. End yeah. of story. It's not a goal. It's if the ref didn't see the trip, it's not tripping. It doesn't matter how loud you yell. So if you can just kind of refocus your lens to, oh, what did he see? Oh, I don't agree with what he saw from his angle. But guess what? Those are the only two opinions that matter. So you don't like there's it, my thorn. Become a ref. There's my Yeah, I totally agree with that. Then you can make the call. You can make all the calls you want. But once you become a ref, you can go through training like I've gone through and realize, like, hey, that's the only two that really matter. Referees as long are, as they're in the right spot. Referees you know? are also adjusting to new rules this year. and they're trying Two years to, ago. Two years ago. It's and they're hard. still trying to learn what's a rough, what's a... High stick, all that, all that jazz. Uh, my thorn early team teams that get knocked out early, and the, I saw this at both the bantam AA level and the bantam A level. Yeah, once you're out, once you're out, it turns into a gong show for some teams. in in the rink, on the on the ice, and in the lobby too. Yeah, it. I, I'm thinking more on the ice. It yeah, but turns, they just turn into ogres. It turns into who can we hurt? Who can we run over? Who every you cheer louder for the big hit than you do for a goal. I don't want to say that the Blue Ox is the only time you're ever going to get seen by a scout. You're going to have a hundred more chances, but there were scouts in the building. And they were watching consolation games because a lot of maybe they saw games. you and they liked you in the first game. You lost. It doesn't matter. So if you come into that game with a bad attitude, you're going to be on a poor display, not and a good display. I know players and parents don't want to hear this, but 99% of you are bubble players. Okay. And if it comes down to you and another kid, do you think that a scout is going to make a nice note in his book if you skate around head hunting in a toilet bowl game? Nope. No, not it's going to look really bad. Yep. You're also not getting any better. You're 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 not you're not improving. You're just you're exercising your right to, I guess, you know, run around with your stick in the air. All right, let's go. Let's let's end the show on a positive. I have I uh, got three, three roses. Uh, rose number one goes to Mitchell Craig. Uh, yeah, he was, he was at the rink all weekend, and Mitchell uh, is a good friend of ours. Uh, he's a good friend of the game of hockey. Um, he's got his iPad. He's following us on Twitter. Um, he's saying hi. He's the mayor of both rinks. And what I like most about Mitchell, it's not just this weekend. It's every weekend. He had a uh, great moment last year during the regionals 
Uh, he made such good friends with the Minneapolis folks. They sent him a jersey. Uh, Mitchell Craig is an asset to the game of hockey. Thanks, Mitchell, for being a great friend of mine uh, this past weekend in Moorhead. Nobody gives better fist bumps. No, he's the king. Mitchell. He's the king of the fist bump. Uh, my first one goes to Brian Murphy from Neutral Zone. Um, he was there probably more than we were watching. Blondie, Blondie, <laughs> watching every game. He uh, each year he's just he's a delight to talk to. He loves hockey. Uh, and shout out to his daughter who's playing for Princeton's women's soccer team, and yep. they just they're coming off a big win. And uh, apparently, her boyfriend plays for the Princeton men's basketball team. Ooh, and he's playing very very well. So, uh, shout out to Neutral Zone and Brian Murphy. I love seeing the guys. Brendan Collins came before him s- several times as well. I uh, love seeing those guys. They're just they're like hockey junkies. We share the same addiction. So great to see you, Murph. Hopefully we'll see you or Brendan again next year at our tournament. You're making our tournament better. Your little posts about players. Uh, the fact that he's watching Detroit Lakes and jotting down names for kids from Detroit Lakes makes my heart sing. That means, hey, I'm not just here to watch the top three teams and then I'm out of here. He's there yep. every hour, every day. Uh, I couldn't believe the amount of hours that he was logging at the Blue Ox. <laughs> I was really impressed with that and, and his knowledge of the game. Uh, he let me look at his scouting book for a few minutes. just to We were, look, we were going over some players, and he, he handed me a scouting book. The amount of notes that he has in his scout book is unbelievable i know i love that unbelievable love that. and just an aside he's a big danny nelson fan oh good he's a big oh, danny oh nelson good fan. i love that i was like oh, i love that guy you know and i i love the fact that he's just like just can pluck a minnesotan kid out of any database and, and just start talking about what he liked about him when he didn't which was yeah. super cool so um, okay, so Mitchell Murph, I'm going next. Here's one for you. Uh, speaking of Hermantown, uh, out of the blue, uh, Zam Plant shows up in the rink. And, you know, he doesn't have to. He's just a junior hockey player playing for the Fargo, undefeated Fargo Force, and lives with the Larilla family. And he figured, hey, I should go to the game. And I think part of it has to do with repaying the favor because all of the Hermantown kids – Friday night went to go check out him play against Fargo and, and Fargo was playing Sioux City and Ty Hansen was playing. So they got to see two former Hawks playing junior oh, hockey for them. Nicely. Yeah, so he repaid the favor and came over and watched the the Hawks have probably played in their third place game against probably like who won that game by the way? I don't even know. It's a really good question. <laughs> I just closed, We run the tournament. We don't I, even know I who just took cl- I just closed out of the uh I know that Todd Hulk had the game over in the uh, Sanford rink, but I do not know who won that game. I'll tell you here in a minute. All right. Um, My second rose goes to uh, a Fargo Freeze Bantam A dad, Hunter Rawson. Yes. Uh, Chief of Police of Dillworth, by the way. Wow. Talk about a great job. What do you do? How much crime is going on in Dillworth, by the way? Breaker, there's a cow walking down the middle of the street. (laughs) We need to go pick that up. Uh, Hunter Rawson helped us out. Uh, he covered a couple of games uh, one morning at the Moorhead Sports Center, and instead of simply grunting and standing in the box and opening the penalty box door and I'm not taking stats and I'm not doing a PA, he had his laptop out, he had his microphone on, he was ready to go. So one of our employees uh, overslept his game, and I was in a mad dash Saturday morning trying to get the get an iPod iPad over there to to run the rink and do this, and I show up at 6.57 for a 7 o'clock puck drop. He's already got his music set up. 
I got this. It was almost the hunter's almost like an angel just dropped down in heaven and saved my hiney on that one, you know. And then he stuck around for the the starting lineups and stuff for the second oh, yeah. game. I mean, he was great. I I really appreciated him, and uh, I got his phone number, and hopefully we can put him to work next year and get us a little half day, absolutely, a little six pack or four pack over at the sports center again. Yeah. He was fantastic. Uh, Hermantown beat Prior Lake in that game. They did. They did. Okay. All right, uh, your turn. No, it's not. Hunter Rawson was my Oh, second. you gave yours? Okay, last one. Um, you want to go again? Can you? Sure. Because mine is kind of a all-encompassing yeah. love affair with my people from Moorhead. Um, I ran into one of my favorite people during the Moorhead High School girls game. Ooh. Can I, uh, can you, can you, can I play, like, take a guess who that might be? Yeah, go for it. Hmm. Oh, so would it be the coach? No. Because you're a big fan of the coach. Yeah. Okay. Uh, male or female? Male. Male. Okay. Uh, favorite people, male. Oof. Had not. Okay. Never mind. I'm not going to give you a hint. I don't want to. Do I have to keep going? No, you don't. Who is it? It was uh, Bill Rohde. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Bill Rohde, who was there uh, with the Stillwater yes. Phantom Ace. Phantom 18. And I love Super talking nice guy. to Rohde. One of those old school Oh, saints. so you saw him over the next week. I'm yeah, thinking the like on a more. No, no, no. The rinks are connected, but yeah. we. We, he was watching the Moorhead Wise at a girls game. Yep. And he was just as into the Moorhead Wise at a girls game as he was into his team's own game. That was going to be later that night. Yeah. But I love talking to Bill, one of those old school St. Paul guys. Super nice guy. Uh, grew up where, right around where I grew up. And uh, it's nice to remember that things used to happen in St. Paul. What a nice guy. <laughs> he, he came over and after one of the games and was kind of inadvertently pat me on the back like hey you actually do work around here you yeah know? kind of one of those kind of you know backhanded compliments he, which yeah, I, nobody I really busts chops better than i love it i love it i know i knew immediately he was he was he had a little grin on his face you know it was good it was yeah. good love bill all right last rose of the day uh this goes out to aaron hurt who uh manages the all of the uh moorhead cullen hockey center apparently had a kid while we were gone yes cutie um and uh just does such a wonderful job. He's, he's just as into it as his as his grandpa, um, and I think he just does a wonderful job. There sent us a beautiful note uh, after the weekend was off, saying, "Hey, this is a wonderful weekend. Thanks for bringing your team. Your team is super talented. So it's fun to meet, match our talents with their talents, and put on a great event." Um, this is a l- last plug. Um, it just felt like the volunteers from Moorhead. Uh, when they were put in the right spot to sell tickets or to do something uh, to make the event better, it was like when, when and where and how much energy do you need? And it's just so fun to run an event with those guys and put on a great show. And you could feel it. You could feel it in every one of those rinks, the energy in those rinks uh, that the people from Moorhead supply. It's a great event. Uh, I can't wait to continue the partnership. I'm 99.99% sure we'll be back there next year and we'll well, be, be so. better than ever uh, putting on a 36-team event. We do love the spuds. Um, there's Can they go, go four in a row? Considering how much they bring back next year? Did you look at that oh, roster yeah, and see how is, many yeah, come back? It, they will, yeah, a four-peat. That's yeah. only been done once. In a YHH. It's spectacular. Uh, yep, okay, I was going to say, there's no way someone's won four. No, it'd be pretty darn hard. It'd be pretty um, darn hard. There is certainly a, a factory of talent coming yeah, out of Moorhead. No but question. It starts from the ground up. The amount of enthusiasm that those people have for every 
one of their teams, seeing the high school and other teams coming into the rink and standing on the glass and the Civ chants and the, the cheer. They, they're just they're so excited I know. to just be around, and it feels like a, a total team effort there. The hype is real. So was the, the Blue Ox. Thanks, Peter, for a great weekend. Thanks to everybody else. Thanks for tuning in today's show. We'll see everybody next week for Gobbler Preview and all the things that go into uh, Thanksgiving weekend. I'm Tony Scott. You need to stay up out in the streets if you can't take the heat.